In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. And welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh, here as we equip you with practical solutions to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. May I ask you a question this week? How has coronavirus impacted your faith? Now as we ease through the restrictions and they're slowly lifted, there's talk of vaccine coming out, but how has your faith been left behind? That is the more important question, I think. And that's why I brought in. <laughs> Good question, George. Salwa Elias, uh, expert on the subject. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Actually, can I take this off? <laughs> sure. You're very loud yeah, in my absolutely. ear. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm loud in everybody's ear, I think. <laughs> no, that's a good question, isn't it? Yes. Where has it left us? Like, Where has it left us? So welcome um, aboard to the Catholic Talk Show. Thanks um, for having me today. Absolutely, and thank you very much. We've been collaborating over the past couple of weeks uh, now. Mm. I believe uh, TV Maria um, in the Philippines. Uh, I believe we get the show now uh, streaming on TV Maria. Hopefully, that's uh, th courtesy of EWTN. Courtesy of EWTN Asia, Asia Pacific. Pacific. That's thank my you. team. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully we can get it out to more people now. Um, to those in the Philippines watching on TV uh, Maria. TV Maria. Um, the show should be. Uh, um, yeah, I hope so. The episode should be up and mm. running soon. We'll keep you updated on that. So, let's go straight into that. There's, there's so much to talk about here mm. tonight. But before we start, I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay. And I know you do. You've <laughs> done so much for the faith. I'll keep it brief. <laughs> your your How resume. How much time do we have? <laughs> Uh, there's never enough time. <laughs> no, well, I think the listeners on Voice of Charity pretty, uh, know me pretty well. I've yes. been with the Voice of Charity for at least 10 years now, I think. Yep. Um, uh, I used to work with Perusia Media as well, and on the Perusia Hour, uh, I'm uh, the producer for Australia and New Zealand for EWTN. Uh, my team is the Asia-Pacific team from Manila. I work in uh, the Maronite Eparchy for the Australian Maronite Professionals Council. And I do a lot of other things, <laughs> voluntary roles <laughs> for the church. I serve the church, thanks yes, be to God. Absolutely. And um, yeah, Catholic media is um, where I find my passion, evangelizing and teaching the faith. And of course, with Perusia Media and Lumen Verum Apologetics and all these other groups that yeah. we're all well aware of, I've been involved in every part. So, like I said, I think people pretty much uh, absolutely I mean uh, every, I think many people know Salwa so welcome aboard thanks here on the Catholic God. Toolbox uh, thanks for having me absolutely I, I haven't think, been on the show before you haven't been on the show yeah no absolutely so uh, hopefully we'll have you on 
a little bit more regularly yeah, sure. on the show. If I can uh, give impart you some the good wisdom and uh, bring you know some practicality here to whatever we're discussing. Inshallah, I hope so. God I willing. Hope so. And uh, let's not forget, it is the feast day of St. Maroon. So happy we wish feast day. Happy feast day to everybody yes. listening here. Wonderful feast day of St. Maroon. The founder of the Maronites and uh, father of the Maronite Catholic Church. So yes. especially to all the Maronites, uh, a happy feast day of St. Maroon, the founder of yeah. the Maronites and uh, the Maronite Church. So... Um, Your question. Yeah, let's go right into it. What has COVID done to our faith? Um, well, has it affected faith? I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it'd be it's naive to think otherwise. Tremendous effect on our faith. Why? Because it's uh, taken away a freedom to receive the sacraments as we used to. I think that's the major uh, damage that it's done. It's closed the churches. It's uh, closed people's hearts to one another. People are afraid of of people, uh, so it's put up a lot of barriers and walls and divisions. And um, like I said, more than anything else, it's taken away the sacraments. So it's really damaged uh, where we get our strength from, our nourishment. Now, having said that, should it have such a great effect on us if we're truly Catholic? You know, that's the question yeah. I ask myself every day. Why is it bothering me so much that I can't go to daily Mass or daily adoration and receive daily communion? Why is it killing me? Because it is literally killing me from the inside. I feel it. Every part of me feels uh, the pain of not having that freedom to practice my faith as I have been for the last 30 years or so. So I had to go back to the foundations. Where did this passion of mine and desire to have daily, the daily receive the daily sacraments where did it come from? It came from a very uh, disciplined prayer life. We were yeah. talking about this before, uh, being a consecrated. Uh, and you are. I'm you, consecrated. You're a co consecration. Uh, yes. Consecrated. So yeah. I'm a consecrated person, a lay person um, in a secular tertiary order, uh, and my prayer life blossomed when I learned to pray the Divine Office, the Liturgy of For the Hours. For those hours. listening, uh, what is the Divine Office? Is it God's office? It is prayers. To, it's uh, it's the prayers of the apostles. They used to pray every hour, or they used to pray morning, noon, and hours night. Of prayer. Yes, exactly. It goes, yeah. actually goes back to the Old Testament. And if you look yes. at even uh, those uh, of our Muslim brothers and sisters, they, they have that same. concept of keeping the hours of prayer. Exactly. So if you, you go into the Acts of the Apostles and the Gospels, our Lord kept the hours of prayer, the nine hours of prayer. Exactly. But yes. that goes back to when uh, the Jews were in exile in Babylon and they had no temple to offer sacrifice to God. Mm -hmm. And so from there, what, how do they pray? I mean, we're in Babylon, we're in exile, yeah. we don't have the temple. Yeah. So they devised a way to sanctify the hours. So to keep every uh, block of the day sanctified through praying at different hours at the mm. beginning of each hour. See, that's a perfect description, to yeah. sanctify the hours. To sanctify the hours. That's, that's perfect because that's exactly what the liturgy does, the liturgy of the hours. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Maronite uh, liturgy is uh, uh, titled The Prayers of the Faithful. As opposed ah, okay. to the uh, the, uh, the mass, Rite. as opposed yeah. to the mass prayers of the faithful, these are called prayers of the faithful, meaning the liturgy of the hours, the divine mm. office. Um, so, yeah, that's what they do. They sanctify the hours. So by by knowing 
that I can revert to my foundations, my prayer life, I was able to keep my spirit nourished when it came to my prayer life. And even though I was missing the sacraments, missing Holy Communion, missing daily communion, missing daily mass, um, not intentionally, of course. Yes. Um, this is during COVID nineteen. During COVID, when it really hit yes, last year, year March, yes. let's say. Yeah, I mean, thank God. Now at least we have access. Yeah. Uh, to daily mass, thanks be to God. Uh, but um, the faith can dwindle, and it did dwindle, because we question ourselves. And I like to think that I had a good foundation, and yet I was questioning, and that made me fear and worry about others, members of my family, who weren't so passionate about daily mass or the sacraments. And sometimes I saw it as an excuse for some people to excuse themselves and justify their lack of receiving the sacraments. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like not going to yeah, mass is okay now mean. because we have a... Um, Due to COVID-19 and in these unprecedented times, you, everyone knows that everyone's gotten used to this uh, whole, um, mm. everything was shut down <laughs> in That's March. That's right, and it's no longer a sin. Due to COVID-19, right. due to COVID-19. Yeah, so it was uh, It was not no longer considered to be a sin. We were permitted to miss. The obligation was lifted, That's yeah, right. by each diocese, essentially. Yeah, which is, it's good. Because otherwise we'd have extreme anxiety and imagine the scrupulosity that people would have, you know, thinking they're condemned to hell because they've broken this Sunday exactly. obligation. You know, so that the church... would cause a lot of anxiety. The church in her wisdom uh, did this. Yep. It wasn't a bad thing. This yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. Thanks because you're talking on a mass scale. You're not yeah. talking a couple of people going to mass. You're talking all faithful mm. in each who live in each diocese going to Mass. So yeah. it, was, it was a wise thing for the Church to sort of lift the obligation Yeah, from I think it was mass. a necessity. Yeah. It was a necessity. It was. And then, let's face it, we have to abide by the law. There is law. There's yeah. God's law and there's man's law. But remember what Jesus said to the Apostles, whose face is on the coin? Caesar. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to God what belongs to God. So there are times when we do, uh, we have to obey the law as long as it doesn't offend God. Exactly. You know? So we're only bound by the law in so far as it's consistent with the divine law. Yeah. Because again, we're not citizens of this earth. We're yeah. citizens of heaven, That's first right. and foremostly. And it's the obligation of the state, a good Catholic state, as mm. um, which very much we've moved away from in the church today, um, from the idea of the sovereignty of Christ the King, uh, issued by Pope uh, Pius the ninth or eleventh. I have to come back to it, but in Quas Primas, that you know, a good Catholic state should ensure the sovereignty of Christ in in, the in society. society. Yeah. Well, having having said that, George, um, society as we know it is changing. It's not Catholic. Yeah. It's not even Absolutely. Christian. Yes. And the laws that are coming out, as we've seen, especially over the past few months, ridiculous laws. You know. Um, legalizing abortion and this you know the the parents uh, the laws against um, conversion therapy and the laws against parental rights in schools etc so many things coming out do we have to obey those laws i don't know i won't go into that there's too many there's too many to debate here tonight but when it comes to the coronavirus regulations we're not talking about laws we're talking about mandates there's a difference right yeah a mandate is not a law. A mandate is strongly urged, 
and recommended uh, for people to follow. Does that mean that we're disobeying, we're, we're disobedient in God's eyes if we disobey that particular law? Say if I didn't walk down the street with a mask on and it was mandatory to wear masks walking down the street, who am I disobeying? I was asking myself the same thing. Of course, I chose to just stay at home. That solved the problem altogether. <laughs> that was the easy answer for me. Yeah, stay right. home. Yeah, stay home. <laughs> because I can't wear a mask. A mask yeah. suffocates me. I, I have um, well, medical conditions. Me as well. yeah. yeah, I have medical conditions yeah. that actually prevent me from wearing a mask. And if I do, I wear it just so that people don't badger me and I don't cover my nose so yeah. that I can actually breathe because You're I can't You're not the only breathe. one doing that. I think many people are yeah, just... Yeah, and I actually have to move the mask away from my mouth so I don't uh, breathe in my own oxygen because that will make me sick. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, yep. you breathe out carbon... And yeah, breathe in. and then you don't want to... Yeah, I'm actually... It will actually uh, cause me to... I wonder what it's doing for most faint. people. So. It's doing the same thing. They just don't For most people, it. yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, sorry, not sorry. I yeah. can't wear a mask. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But, you know, what did it do to our faith? I think another thing that, uh, another damage from COVID was not just removing the sacraments from our uh, um, vicinity, but also dividing hearts. It's made people That's uncharitable. It's made people very uncharitable. The times that I would see people getting angry at someone else because they're wearing their mask the wrong way, or they're not wearing a mask, or they're standing too close, it actually, it really upset me. It upset me to the point where I didn't want to go out anymore to see this. Mm. I didn't like seeing that in people. It was so uncharitable. Like even people that you know um, are good people. They just became, is brainwashed a good word? I don't know. Yes, fearful. I think indoctrinated. Fearful. Indoctrinated and yes, fearful. that's what I call it. Fearful to the point where they won't even come near you. There's nothing. I'm not sick. If I'm not sick, I don't get why everyone's afraid of coming near me. If you're sick, wear your mask and then I won't get sick from you. Isn't that what the mask is supposed to do? That's right. Yes. Isn't that it's supposed to do? Yes. Just like vaccines. Yeah. If you're vaccined against becoming sick, why would you be afraid of me if I have the flu? Exactly. I mean, it's really interesting then that, there's yeah. There's no point in getting vaccinated. Yeah, I hope moving forward that every flu season, everyone's covering up and social distancing. It seems to be a little bit odd, yeah. I have to get my, get my pneumonia and flu vaccines because of my medical conditions. Yes. And I do that out of prudence because every year I end up in hospital uh, with very severe asthma and pneumonia, yeah. etc. This year with COVID, I actually didn't get sick. <laughs> <laughs> Made you better. <laughs> I didn't get sick because people were wearing masks. <laughs> if they were sick, they were wearing masks. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, so <laughs> it was helping. people weren't making me sick. Because <laughs> where am I going to get it from? Where do you catch viruses from, except from someone who has it? Exactly. That's right. And if you if you're around people that don't have it, you're not going to get sick. So. But anyway. my experience, look, we're really March hit. And uh, I think it was around, especially around the time uh, of uh, the release of uh, Shabal Raish's book, uh, um, How Islam Led Me Back to Christ. I remember yeah. that night. And then the next day after the mm. book launch, it was funny. Uh, everything just got shut down. Everything's being locked down. Yeah. And everyone's perceiving in, in an apocalyptic sense. Mm. You know, could God... Uh, 
be punishing the world. Yeah, and I had Father John Rizahi that possibly he said, you know, when the forces of man rebel against God, the forces of nature rebel. Yes. Possibility. So mm. he spoke about yes. that this could be a, a po not an act of God, but a possible uh, a, a rebellion of nature. Reaction, yeah. A reaction Nature's reaction to, to our, all the sin yeah. you know, of humanity, especially of our time. Yeah. I mean, we live in a ve in a time where <laughs> sin is not even perceived anymore. No, we don't have any sense of sin. No, there's no sense of sin at all. Like anything goes, um, like Mother Teresa, Saint Teresa said of Calcutta, um, when man can kill babies, their own children, there's nothing left for humanity. Society is gone. Once society starts killing its own, yes, that's right. How can society survive? Where's the future if there's no babies? Yes. And they're trying to destroy. Um, and you know what's funny? This COVID is, has attacked the elderly and the weak. So it's like a purification process. So I don't blame people for thinking there's a hidden agenda. And, you know, the conspiracists and all of these, you know, I can't blame them. Where do them. you stand in terms of the conspiracy theories? Because this is where I stand. Let me start by saying this. I, I'm not one to jump and just uh, believe all the conspiracy theories, mm. but I'm not one to just accept just because it's a government saying it. Yeah. You know, you know who else? You know, during what time a government was saying something? Nazism, mm. uh, you know, Stalin, yeah. Hitler. Uh, there have been many dictators. Yeah. You know, you have uh, North Korea, you yeah. have dictators everywhere yes. saying things. Yeah. I Imagine like we just accept and not question the system. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. I, I think have we to need to, okay, not rush to accept conspiracy theories. But I but, do research them. I will research them. But theories. look into that. Could there be legitimate agendas mm. which are real, yep. which I do believe that are real behind yes. the coronavirus? And uh, what is legit from the government? Like, sure, obviously, coronavirus exists, it's yes. a threat. Yeah. But why do we need to lock down our churches? but let other religions open and have 400 people? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Is yeah. there an agenda behind exactly. you know, the people approving these permits? I think it's a legitimate question that, that we asked. A lot of yeah. Catholics asked that question. Why weren't we allowed to celebrate the biggest celebration of the year, Easter? In a Judeo-Christian country. Yeah. With Judeo-Christian principles. Exactly. Totally forbidden from doing that. And that, that really crushed a lot of families crushed a lot of relationships um it just it crushed society without society even knowing it because you, like you said it's a judeo-christian society it didn't feel the same last year not at all i was blessed to have gone to a private mass mm. but not many people could no Everybody was it was the beginning of the stream. end for us yeah i really believe that having to watch palm sunday on a tv screen yeah um was heart-wrenching i cried through the whole ceremony my kids are sitting there thinking, this is weird, you know, we have to... I made them stand up and kneel down and, sit and do things. Exactly. And yeah. it was horrible. It was horrible because even though I know that's the real presence there, it, it wasn't the real presence there. It was a TV screen. And it really bothered me as a Catholic that I have to watch Mass on a screen, that I can't just well, go Well, now we know. You know what really echoes in my thoughts, when, especially at that time and how we're reminiscing about it at the moment, is how did that's probably exactly how the Jews felt when they were in exile in Babylon? They yeah. had no temple to offer sacrifice yeah. to God. So. We offer sacrifice to God through the holy sacrifice of the Mass, yep. through the priests offering the sacrifice. 
we were taken away from that. Mm-hmm. All we had left that we could pray on a personal level was prayer. the prayer of the faithful, the divine the rosary, office, the, rosary, the divine. Let's yeah. say the divine office, yes. the liturgy of the hours. Yes. The Jews in Babylon had only they're stuck in Babylon, no temple. That's it. The liturgy of the hours. Yeah. That we could at least while well, watching it on television. Yeah. Is not the same, really. It's not the same. Intrinsically but, speaking, but yeah. it's not. No, it's sure, not. you get some graces, but mm. it is not the same. No. Sure, you know, we can't attend Mass, but hey, the reality is we're not receiving the grace yeah. that we could be. And that it every, does real serious damage. Oh, it does. It, it broke me. And I'm a woman of faith. I'm, mm. I, my faith is strong compared to a lot of people, and it broke me. I would cry at every consecration. Mm. Just talking about it now, I'm choking up. Yeah. It was very emotional for me not to receive Jesus. And it still is, look. <laughs> I think, um, uh, so really it was, it was tough. It was tough, um, you know, when, when we were looking outside through the glass, yeah. you know, at Parramatta, and uh, everybody was outside. I sort of felt like yeah. uh, the priest was inside and we couldn't hear anything. It was, it was, it's like what you said, like the days of uh, the Jews being exiled. But, big but, it was a great test. It really was a great test. Do so we abandon him? Yeah, do we this abandon is Jesus? He didn't abandon us. But do we abandon him when we're forbidden to come near him? And we're being pushed away like that woman that tried to touch his cloak. And the apostles were saying, don't touch him, get away from him. He sensed her. He still felt her. He still sent his healing power to her. And he said, who touched my gown? Because he felt the grace flowing from his body to that person. And that's what we're like now. We're like that, um, that person crawling just to touch his gown. And that's a real test of faith because what did Jesus say to her, woman, great is your faith. Wouldn't we love to hear that? Wouldn't you love to hear God saying that to you? George, great is your faith. Like there's nothing more beautiful and more rewarding. And this has been a test of our faith. Are we still faithful? If the Mass is um, not as available to us, if the Eucharist is not as available to us, if the priest and the sacraments are not as available to us, do we run and hide and give up? No, quite the contrary. We need then to become stronger and build up our spiritual life through prayer. Pray the rosary, don't stop praying the rosary. If you have access to the Divine Liturgy, which most of us do now, thanks to the apps. If you don't have a book, yeah. you can There's have the apps. There's always something you can do. You know, what really, you know what really struck me? And it really is a test. People never struggle to go to the footy. Yeah. Everybody, if you are committed for something, mm. there are no excuses why we, we couldn't do mm. something during that time. Mm. I know everybody was running around, <laughs> how do I get to Mass? You know, is there someone offering Mass where we can watch from outside yeah. through the clear screen? Yeah. And you had people just social distancing outside within yeah. the limits. There was a struggle. Yeah. Like there's always something we can do. Yes. So I remember just going to Mass and you, you just see the priest there saying his Mass inside and we're mm. all standing there outside. You couldn't hear anything. It was weird. And 
But just knowing you're there in the blessed sacrament is there. Exactly. And he's saying mass and we're just participating, you know, when he says, yeah. you know, the Lord be with you. You sort of follow along. Yeah. You can't hear anything. You're outside. Yeah. And uh, I sort of felt as if, you know, we we were like the Jews in uh, the temple where the high priest was the one who offered the sacrifice mm. and we're the people outside yeah. in the courtyard. You just remind me of something. <laughs> one of the churches, the, my parish church where I live in Smithfield, yes. St. Gertrude's, um, St. Benedict's Church there. Oh. run by the Pauline Fathers. Oh, the Paulines, yes. They did something amazing for us because I would always park my car outside the church and do my adoration that way because it was closed back okay, last year yes. when it, the churches were closed. You couldn't have mass, you couldn't have 100 people. Yes, this was one. March. Yeah. yeah. So what they did was um, they have glass doors and they have yes, gates. The glass, so the gates yeah, are locked helpful. and then you can see the glass doors of the church. They put a table in front of the glass doors yes, with the blessed and sacrament. they had exposition Excellent. there and they had the blessed sacrament there and as soon as I, I drove there and I saw people kneeling outside on there the concrete go. footpath adoring Christ who was about a hundred meters away but we could see him that they had the lights on the blessed sacrament and that was amazing for me that helped to rebuild uh, my strength and to make me persevere Exactly. Keep going. It's a challenge. It's not the end. Keep going. I semi-enjoyed <laughs> the challenge. I semi-enjoyed it because we know it. Because you're a masochist for the faith. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It made you stronger, didn't it? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I didn't care, yeah, really. Like, I mean, This is my attitude during COVID. I don't care. I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah, good for you. I'm happy there's no people on, uh, yeah. <laughs> on the road. You know, it's quieter, yeah, yeah. less traffic. I was just looking at the advantages. Let yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and uh, sure, like they're restricted and they said, look, all right, everyone has to get, you can gather in courtyard and there's, mm. uh, you can do adoration. Uh, Father Bob Bassini at the time, such a tremendous and heroic priest, admired mm. by uh, the people everywhere, I think around Parramatta and Sydney. Yes, he was. Um, he, yeah, he did the same thing and left uh, the Blessed Sacrament right. there. People would come and visit and kneel. Mm. So there's always things we could do, yeah. participate in the Praise Mass. Thank you God. know, uh, have private masses, Thank you know, <laughs> there's yeah. always things you can do. Yeah, do you see, George, I think for those who had faith, their faith grew. Yeah. But for those whose faith was dwindling and minimal, I think it damaged. It did dam do it, damage. It's done, like hopefully not For us, not we know permanent. priests, we, we yeah. could go, we could do yeah, things, we look but for, for those way. who... Uh, uh, sort of on the yeah, outskirts. they were already struggling. Faith was, exactly. I say there was a problem to begin with. There really. was, yeah, they there were was struggling. To, yeah, they were struggling to begin with, but the sacraments were available, and you could say, "Come on, let's go to confession. Come on, let's go to mass." But now we can't say that, you know, to help people that are on the path of conversion. It, it became very difficult to get them to continue on that path of conversion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so very really difficult. Yeah, and some people did give up which is sad. Some people did give up that journey and thought, what for? What's the point? What's there for me, you know? And that, that broke my heart. Like to see people giving up and not even wanting to go to mass, not even thinking about it. It's a great strategic move from the enemy, if you really think Absolutely. about it. This is where I question other agendas behind why are churches told to, to keep, uh, to shut down yeah. and uh, other religions get exemptions. And I still believe Could it's Could it be, essential. you know, at, us as a church, whether it's the leadership in the church, whether it's you know us as people not mm. petitioning hard enough or just mm. not questioning what the government is saying sometimes. Well, mm. we can ask, like the government might say, give a regulation and say, look, we recommend, you know, churches don't have choirs during um, Holy Week. But 
the bishops or something go back and say, look, government, no, we want to have mm -hmm. nag a little bit and say, no, we can meet the restrictions, we can do this, complain a little bit. And then government says, oh, okay, look, all right, fine. And then they cave in and say, this still meets the limit and you still have a few choirs. Instead of just saying at the first um, sound of the government, no, you must not have choirs or any singing. I think the problem and was... And just say, yes, yes, we will, we'll yeah, abide, you yeah, know, yeah. just not our I heads. think the problem was the media in that yes. regard. Because I actually had a phone call from someone in media asking me questions because um, I, when I was in the church, working in the church, saying, um, is it true that uh, the church is shut down because, you know, a choir member got COVID and everyone else got COVID because of that choir member? I said, no, it's not true. They wanted to make that fact. They wanted to make that a fact and spread the fake news that this is um, why we need to um, stop all choirs from uh, collaborating and gathering and singing in churches. They wanted to make a story of it. Yeah. The media is at fault. And I'm speaking as a media person. Catholic media wouldn't do that. It was the anti-Catholic media, the left media, that was trying to make it look like we, uh, the people of the church, were instruments of spreading COVID. That was the problem. Remember when they shut down um, Our Lady of Lebanon because of one incident yeah, that had right, nothing yeah. to do with Our Lady of Lebanon, nothing to do with it. They caught it from a Thai rock restaurant in Smithfield or something. <laughs> and then, you know, bits and pieces here and there. But Yeah, media spreads their own bit of news. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it could be factual that there was a case here and there, but they maybe word it a little bit differently, it caused yes. some fear. And that's and why the church has to abide. because of that. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm just saying, I'm defending the actions of the church because of that. They didn't just bow down and say, yeah, whatever the government oh, okay, says yeah, we'll do. Okay, yeah, that's the case, okay. Yeah, I'm telling you the underlying reason was to avoid further, further problems because of the which way the media... Which is a wise decision. Which yeah, because the media was attacking. Reaction. And why are they uh, okay, attacking yeah. the Catholic Church? Again, the same question. Why don't you go and attack the supermarkets where they caught it from or the restaurants where they caught it from? Why sure, you want to attack everybody, do it equally. Exactly, Be fair why to everybody. pick on don't... this church? Exactly. I think maybe we don't stand up for ourselves on every level. That's perhaps a, a question, but we, they can be discussed in another, in another episode, possibly, you know, standing up to society. And, uh... Can you stand up to society? Uh -huh. Well, the early Christians did it. Miguel... Um... What's his name? The one from Mexico? Is it same, um, Miguel. Um, Miguel Pro. Miguel Pro. Yeah. yeah, he stood up. Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, anyway, look, how is our faith affected by How's COVID? Our faith, is is it? it affected? We agree it has been. It affected. has been affected. What's 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 to come now? Yeah. We can only work with what we've received now. Yeah. You know the, the. So how do we respond? The aftermath now. Look, honestly, I I think Let's above go now all into else, three practical tools. Well, be charitable for one thing. Number one. Stop picking at each other. Stop finding fault in the other person. If you know, don't be mask soldiers. <laughs> the mask police, I call them, the mask yeah. police. Yeah. Don't join the mask police force. <laughs> Leave that to the people <laughs> that are being yeah, exactly. paid to do that job. That's right. Yes. You know, be charitable. And if you're not well, obviously, when you're not well in any situation, look after yourself. Be prudent. Either stay at home. Or if you must go out and the mask is helpful, if it's helpful, wear it. If you think it's helpful, wear it. I Personally, I choose to just stay at home. But thank God, thanks be to God, I haven't been sick. 
maybe that's because I haven't been out and about with around other people who have been sick or may have been sick. I have been working okay. from home and only going into the office when I need to. Look, I quite enjoyed uh, uh, the, the time at home and uh, it was good to actually, we, we, we sort of slowed down a little bit. Mm. Sometimes we realised how much of, uh, there were some positives that came out of yes, that time. I, I was just really looking, I'm an optimist, mm. I look at the good. Yep, good you know, point. all right, sure, good yeah, point. we're locked down. Yeah. But really, I speak to my parents who went through, you know, Lebanese war. Yeah, and, 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 you know, to them, it's yeah, just like, we were nothing. locked down for years. Exactly, you know? this is nothing <laughs> compared to those lockdowns. We're lucky to be alive, yeah. <laughs> you know, but things flying, you know, yeah. uh, rockets in the air yeah. and things. And families pray together when they're together exactly. and under stress like that, so, under duress. So it wasn't the end of the world, you know, we couldn't go mm. to the best restaurant, mm. but we could still Uber yeah. Eats. <laughs> Talk about oh, Uber Eats, wow, they're making up. They're not making, <laughs> it was a great, yeah, great job during COVID, but it still is. But really, some good came out of it. I had never seen in my area, and this is Maryland, this was Maryland's at the time. Yeah. So many people walking on the street during mm. COVID. Mm. So many families with prams and their kids and bikes oh, really? spending time together. <laughs> I had never seen, it was bizarre um, coming home from work yeah. at like 4.30 in the afternoon and then you see people walking. Yeah. So they're spending I time together. I never seen people in this Yeah, city. spending time together was Exactly. A big thing. So people yeah. were getting out. There were, yeah. there were positives that came out of this and it really yeah. showed that we don't need we don't need to just you know we're so busy yeah, don't see the commuting negative. yeah uh, it, it slow people down everyone's working from home so what about the home altars people started to put exactly. up like i've always had an altar so it fostered I'm guilty the domestic of that. church it <laughs> yes. really did foster the domestic Definitely church did that, yes. even though we lost the graces from being able to go to mass yes. it helped us god sort of stopped the flow and said look you know what i want to test you how are you going to react during this time? And I really did see mm. a lot more people at morning mass, start, random people that I've never seen before oh, starting to go. Okay. So you, you saw so many new people. I guess there were a lot of people as well who came back to the faith who saw, look, you know, mm. during these th this time of trial. We need our church we more need than ever. God, <laughs> let's come back to the yes. faith. There were some good conversions that came back. Oh, good. That, that, that came back to the faith. And um, so spending time with family, and friends, and I think people slowing down. We get mm. so stressed from just driving, traffic, yeah. noise, going places. But then you also we miss couldn't. that. Yeah, it's good for a while. It's good for a while. Yeah, that's but right. then you have the other issues where so you miss that it real becomes, presence. Yeah, it yeah. becomes too much when someone is uh, used to doing certain things in a certain way. It becomes mentally draining as exactly. well. Exactly. But the net effect of it, I look at after COVID, is mm. that we realise, wow, we can just really slow down as well in yes, our lives yes. while still maintaining contact, but mm. really have some time slow down. We don't need yeah. to go, be always going somewhere. That's Let's quite down that that's little bit true. more. Yeah, that overall, what, what can I take from this experience that I would adapt yeah. permanently yeah. to my, to then my again, life? That's, yeah. that's the positive uh, side of it. There's a negative side. Yeah. Those who are already struggling with anxiety and depression yes. and, and uh, living, in, a uh, yeah, living in violent abuse situations, etc., um, or addicts and, and uh, people in those, and in isolation yeah, that in those been difficult situations, that would have made it 10 times worse. And I do believe that uh, mental illness was on the rise. It was on the rise, yeah. And it doesn't surprise me um, because without faith, without prayer and without having God as the center of your life, you don't know who to turn to. And people become, feel abandoned and scared 
and that's where the anxiety comes from and then they despair they don't know what to do with themselves and then they lash out and and then you know, the enemy takes hold yes mm. because there's no grace from the sacraments there's no prayer there's nothing it's like you're just blowing in the wind that's and right he catches you so what i like to what i like to stress is in moments like that in times like that if you're a person of faith as we are and we pray turn our prayer into acts of reparation and penance for those people who don't know how to pray protect other people Protect them not by a mask, but protect them by our own prayer, yes. our own offering. Like for me, all that uh, angst of being uh, deprived of my sacramental life, I turned it into acts of penance. The whole experience was one of offering. So I wanted to offer it for those who didn't know how to pray, for those yes. who are drifting away from the church, for members of my own family who aren't even practicing. So I turned the frown upside down. And that's another way of, of making a positive yes. solution out of a that's negative situation. True. So that was a good, that Absolutely. was another good aspect. I think uh, we went a little bit over time here. So uh, now we'll take a break. We've got up in the line to call in here with your comments or questions. So the number is 96256111. And that is 96256111. We'll have Salwa in the house. If you want to call in here, be sure to do so while we have a live on air. Or you can comment in any Facebook live feed or simply email us at thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com. That is thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com. So stay tuned here on 1701 AM. And welcome back to another week in the Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa, here as we keep you with the practical solutions to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. And we're continuing our discussion with Salva Elias in the house, producer for EWTN Asia Pacific uh, here in Australia, about how uh, the aftermath of coronavirus and really how we can recover from that. From the rubble, yeah. I, I, I describe that's it as a good, rubble. Basically. Yeah, that's a good way to describe. We're it. in the aftermath. Yeah, very good way to describe it, George. Like as you said, there are some positive aspects: the community that it has formed within the home, the family yes. unity. Hopefully, it hasn't turned people away from each other because they get on each other's nerves. Like some <laughs> some complaints I hear, like you're always in each other's face, and it yeah, can be exactly. negative. Can but be. try and turn it into a positive experience. Um, gathering with family is more valuable now. Having friends over uh, because you have to select how many people and how many visitors has made us be very selective with the friends we keep. I've noticed that which is, as well. It, which is a good thing. Yes, it, it, that's a positive thing. Yeah. Um, and then um, I think primarily is prayer, your own personal prayer life. If you don't have access to the sacraments or to the church, don't give up on prayer because God is everywhere and God does listen. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't pray. And if you have a good, strong foundation in prayer and, and you're well formed and you know how to pray the liturgy of the hours, do so. Even if you don't, download the app, the I Ibrivery app. How can people get a hold of the liturgy there? Because I know it's yeah. personally helped me. I say the liturgy of the hours, yes. the morning prayer, evening prayer, night Same prayer. Same here, yeah. It's helped me. It's given structure <clears throat> to my prayer life. Yeah. So how can people get well, we started? Can, you can get the hard copies from the Catholic bookshops. So the Divine Office. The Divine uh, Office. In, in America, it's four volumes. In yes. Australia, it's three mm. volumes. I, I use the four volume because my community is American-based. 
Okay, yes. Yeah, but so the you I use the Maronite uh, Liturgy and the of the Maronite, Hours? And the Maronite Liturgy of the Hours is three volumes and it's called The Prayers of the Faithful. That's hard to come by, but there is an app, the MaroniteFaith.com app, and there's the Evangelizio app, which you can choose which right. right. So you, you can, can pick the Byzantine, yes, the Coptic, the, and the, Maronite, the Roman Rite, the yeah. extraordinary form of the Roman Rite. I'm not Rite. sure about that, but I just choose. I just put that on my phone for the Maronite yes, liturgy. Yes, exactly. And then I Breviary. The Ibrivery is, is the one, is the yes. one I use, which is the American version of the four-volume set. Yes. So they're your apps for the liturgy of the hours. Um, they're very, very nourishing, very beautiful prayers. There's morning prayers. You don't have to pray all of them. Um, if you're a beginner, just pray your morning prayer and your evening prayer. That's all. If you're uh, used to the prayers, of course, you pray your office of the readings, your matins, your louds, uh, all of that. Yeah. Um, your daytime prayer, your evening prayer, your night prayer, etc. But you choose. Make make time to pray. Um, pray as you work, but never work as you pray. So you must make time, set it aside just for prayer. And this is where I always encourage um, my students that I give formation to um, have a journal, a spiritual journal. A spiritual journal. Every I time definitely do encourage that. I have one myself. Yes. It, it, there's nothing more edifying than being able to, to speak to God and let Him know in words, written words, not just in mental prayer, but in writing as well, like St. Teresa of Lisieux taught us through her journey, um, Story of a Soul. Use a, a journal to write down how the scripture of the day and the readings and the prayers have affected you. What is God saying to me today? So use that. You'll be surprised at how well you can write your um, and express your feelings and your prayer, and your journal becomes a prayer book in itself. That's two things, prayer and unity in the yes. family. And the third thing is practice charity. That's a very good thing to practice in this day and age where people are being so harsh with one another and neglecting one another or being, you know, the masked police force. <laughs> yes, the masked police force. <laughs> uh, try not to be uncharitable. Try not to make other people feel less worthy or unworthy and hopefully you'll be treated the same yes that's all be charitable be christ-like in all situations no matter what i mean if we were in a war god forbid this is not a war but imagine if we were in a war this is how people probably react to each other you're on that side i'm on this side i hate you i wish you were dead so they're very negative it's always you know yeah it's fighting mode. yeah and I think people are becoming like that with COVID when they're out on the streets and everyone is wearing a mask and, and nobody's touching anyone and they're walking away from each other. Like you can't even I think it's a test near. of character, really, because, mm. look, it really shows our society on a, on a, on a personal level, on a, on, on a te let's say, on an emotional level, on a social level, is, is weak. Mm. And me included, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but we're really weak. I mean, the second we just can't go out to a very restaurant, vulnerable. I mean, we lose it. I mean, very vulnerable. Very I mean, sensitive. we're lucky to even have restaurants I mean, to look, begin with. Yeah, look at Lebanon. Look at Lebanon. <laughs> Poor Lebanon. The stories I've been it's hearing, terrible. they won't even take some people into a hospital because they have COVID so that they don't infect other people exactly. in the hospital. Exactly, that's a terrible situation. So the COVID people are ostracized. COVID-infected patients are thrown out and not taken care of and left to die. I heard that the numbers in Lebanon have increased drastically. 
uh, deaths from COVID, but it's not because of COVID as such, it's because of the lack of medical care. Because yeah. COVID is just a virus that requires but, medical care. Exactly. And if the medical care isn't there or the isolation that it requires, then people are going yes. to die. And unfortunately, that's what's happened in Lebanon. So we're very blessed here in this country. You well, know? We're, we're just trying we're to so flatten blessed. the curve with how much so we don't have yeah. to use up resources. You know, I'm very grateful you know, to be, world. yeah, I'm so grateful to be living in Australia in a time like yeah. this. Because you have countries like the Philippines, where my team are, the Asia-Pacific yeah. team in Manila. They're really struggling there. They can't do anything that we're allowed to do here. They have to wear their masks. They can't go out places. They can't do things. It's in complete lockdown. There's no resources to really take care They're of They're not being people. taken There's... care of. The government there isn't locking down where it should. Um, so people are being prudent and wise themselves and doing things that they think are the right thing to do, whereas the government is pretty much... Nonchalant but which is a good it. thing. Sometimes, you know, we don't need the government to tell us that we shouldn't go out. That's we should I mean. look exactly. after ourselves. Why are we relying on the government? That's what I mean. If you're sick, I don't need the government. Whatever to tell it is, me, you're sick with. I will stay home. Exactly. I, you know, will use tissues. I will work from home. Yeah. You know, on, on forget COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's just prudence. I think it's it really shows how much our society we 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 have been to a certain extent reliant like a like a like a little baby on the government all the time <laughs> tell us what to do and you we'll know, do it. <laughs> economically yeah. uh, uh, media wise information wise yeah. everything it's sort of like the government mm. has to do everything which mm. i think limited government to a certain extent needs to be implemented yeah. further mm. you know government control needs to cease yeah um, but that's just my political opinion um we we shouldn't just be you know relying on the government for everything you know we can think for ourselves yeah we shouldn't be sort of in a sense almost indoctrinated all the time that's right we have a voice put out to us. We, we have, have a brain we, we have yeah we have a, a voice we have we, an opinion and we should not be denied that voice and that opinion and that's what's happening now that's where the lack of charity comes in where if I have an opinion oh she's a conspiracist. So shut me down. Don't listen to anything I have to say. Cause I hope we don't I'm get labeled. censored here. <laughs> Are we still alive? <laughs> because That's... they seem to be doing a lot of censoring. Maybe this word may come up and someone mm. in, uh, on the, with their laptop yeah. is probably zooming in and yeah. checking what we're yeah. saying. But in a sense that we shouldn't just dismiss anything that could be a possibility as conspiracy. Mm. I think that's part yeah, of the game. Yeah, oh, no, it's just a conspiracy. Exactly, yeah. And something could... Well, was Nazism, was was communism, was yeah. was that a conspiracy? Because it wasn't questioned. That's imagine, it. imagine, oh, and they really did hijack the education system. Mm. Sounds familiar? Yeah. So we've got to keep Very our heads. Familiar. Sure, the government's out to help us and work and everything, and we, we need to protect the community. But again, we do need to keep one eye you know, on, you know, not buried, not in burying our heads in yeah, the sand. Yeah, exactly. We need to keep one yeah. eye, yes, listen to yeah. what the government says. But again, yeah. if the government does, and the government's not perfect. No, we're again, people we, of God. We, we worship the government as if they're no. infallible, yeah, which they're wrong. not. No. The government can make mistakes with regulation. Yep. If we have a voice and we think something in our churches, we can use choirs. Yes. We can, you know, uh, um, do certain things a certain way we yes. should voice our opinion to the government yes we I shouldn't agree. just accept these sure we all in the name of protecting mm. the community yeah. but again we need to uh, yeah. dialogue with the government yeah, not, not just accept exactly and implement it's not necessarily Question a little bit that's right it's not necessarily being defiant it's having an opinion yeah. and asking questions 
That's we not think being we could defiant. be covered safe by still having a choir, maybe yeah. distancing, in order mm. to pre to clothe the liturgy more beautifully with singing. Yeah. For I mean, example. There's a lot of things that are just, what's the word? Not hypocritical. Um, contradictory. That's the word uh, yes, I'm looking for. Yes, it seems to be. Contradictions everywhere. It's just, I don't get it. I mean, if I was to start now, we won't have enough time in the show. There's too many contradictions. You know, you can, you can do so much in this venue. It's free for all. Nobody is going to get COVID there for some strange reason. You know, spectator sports and things like sports. that. Sports. Spectator sports. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, going to mass with your family, you're only allowed like, sure, to have one person on the pew. But we want to protect the community. You want to close the church, close the stadium, close something else, but have it a little bit <laughs> consistent. Yeah, like try and be fair. That's Aren't all. we trying to protect the community? That's that's what I mean. And if people are getting sick from other people who have the virus, yeah, exactly. it's from being in those large crowds that aren't being restricted. So they're allowing it to spread in those crowds and then coming to our small groups and infecting us to, and then shutting us down. <laughs> But they're not shutting down the But big, are we as a church dialoguing enough with the government on an active level or are we just yeah, uh, saying I yes? I would like to say yes and I would like to believe we are. And uh, you, you work, uh, I think, within the... the um, <laughs> <laughs> within the church. Within yeah. the, uh, the church church, yeah. yes. Yeah, I know the church... Look, I know the church does communicate with yes. the political leaders and that's why we've been very amicable. Nothing has been done to shut us down. Yes. And that's the idea. You know, stay charitable, remain on par with one another, give and take, so that we don't get given restrictions that are beyond uh, beyond necessary. Okay. You know, yes. and media will blow that out of proportion. Yeah. It's not so much the leaders, it's the media that causes the friction and, and that the controls problem. our perception. That's really. the problem. It really shows how much our perception is controlled by, by media. By media, mm. because I doubt most people watching something will go and then Google, go well, yeah, Google they'll believe again. It. Yeah, not just Google, but go and actually check, ask questions, call people that were in no. the situation. They believe what they see and what they hear yeah, as it's fact. Easy, but it's easier. Yeah, it's that's all right. done for you. My, yeah, you know, like, that's right. So this is where again we, we we cooperate with the government. We work well. We're trying to protect our community. We don't we we don't want the virus to spread. We don't want infections. But again, we need to keep an open head. Yeah, we don't want the flu to spread either. But it does sometimes. We need to but just keep be, an open head. Yeah, be conscious. If you're sick, look after yourself. Get exactly. better. Exactly, yes. And um, so spiritually, let's go over the three practical yes. tools to take action. Pray. So we're back now. Pray. Restrictions are easing mm -hmm. the tw uh, on the 12th of this month, I believe. Are they? Uh, I believe they oh, are, yes. So I just got an email from, um, <laughs> from my parish saying that uh, the offertory will be reinstated at Mass. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, there will be uh, several other things which added because it seems that yeah, the other restrictions beautiful being so we've done terrifically uh, terrifically that's good well in uh, in australia i mean zero Thanks cases God, yeah. several days and i mean while other parts of the world are really suffering we've done significantly mm. well yeah no we have thanks be to god we really are blessed in this country so much more than others we've got it easy our government's done well but see then when i talk about being charitable um I can't not think about the premiers in the different states, how uncharitable they've been to one another just within the country itself. You know what I mean? It's a test of character, really. You know, yeah, like it shutting just shows borders. A lot of people and... can sometimes not be resilient during tough times. Oh, how yeah. much should we prepare for, you know, tough times? 
they're like completely Enjoying shutting borders times. on the same piece of land. We're one country, one nation, <laughs> and shutting borders. That's it's a whole like, different. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole like different this is my house. Don't come next to me. Stay away. This is Let's my. Let's talk fence. about the spiritual house. So the practical tools. A, a lot of people have. Le- what I feel is a lot of salwa is a lot of people have left. Have just have. I, I don't, haven't seen a lot of people. We're in that, the church at, at mass that used to go to mass yeah. and come back again. On that's Sundays. what I mean. It's have really people just sort of felt that well the obligation has been lifted for starters has it been i i think has it been lifted or it's no it's still there's no obligation there's no obligation so no. that's probably explainable why and still the lum- the numbers are limited you're still restricted to you're only restricted, certain number yeah, yeah like only a hundred allowed in the church at a particular time um well in some churches you know you don't never get a hundred anyway so which yeah. is a sad reality yeah, but see, big churches like Our Lady of Lebanon, like I had to... Or cathedrals. Yeah, like I was at the Abdullah Jannes. Um, Leila invited me yeah, to join them on Saturday, on Friday, sorry. Um, even though I was a guest on the guest list, I couldn't go into the church. I had to go down into the hall, which is not the same thing. I might yeah. as well have watched it from my screen. Yeah. Because I wasn't at the Mass, I was watching it, you know, and it didn't feel the same. It ha- doesn't yeah. have the same, no. you know, that's why it, people well, stop coming. it isn't coming. the same. Intrinsically, it's exactly. not. And that's me why attending people... Mass and me watching that is not... You'll receive mm. some grace yeah. by watching Mass in that fruitful, and you're participating. Yeah, the spiritual communion, I do my not, spiritual... Yeah, yeah Spiritual communion for me is, is beautiful. I pray that every day, more than once a day. But receiving Jesus personally, wow. I get too emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, really, so how can we bring people back to Mass? What's something strategic we can try to bring people back to Mass? How about we just encourage everyone that's listening now, um, book yourselves in for Mass again. Go back to normal. Try and get back into normal. If, you, if there's no room for you, that's okay. Try again tomorrow. Keep trying. Don't stop trying. Weekday We've masses. given up. We seem to have given up going, given up trying. Um, weekday masses are open now. They have masses every day, but they're limited in numbers. So it's first in, first served. First in, first so served, just which is go. quite a good system. I mean, it forces yeah, people so to get just, there early. Yeah, just go. Just get back into it. Don't give up. This is picking. We have to pick it up. Let us be the ones to pick up the pace. Let us be the ones to start going back to our masses and filling those uh, pews. You know, one of the positive things, and uh, our pod stats here at the Catholic Toolbox skyrocketed during uh, the COVID-19 during March, is that a lot of people who otherwise would not have watched Mass or participated in Mass or mm, listened to true. the Catholic Toolbox show true. or listened to Perusia Hour or yeah. any good Catholic mm. shows or yeah. podcasts, started, them being in isolation, sort of gave them that time to really sink That's in. That's right. That's right. Which sort of is where we may have capitalized that's on right technology yeah technology really did help us evangelize yes it really did it, really it was a did great show. tool for evangelizing um but then again i think people are becoming complacent yeah as you know, we if, are as if i can watch it on my phone why oh, should i and the know? obligation has been lifted oh, just, that's the attitude yeah. a lot of people are having which is sad so we have to just encourage one another that's yeah. all. Encourage one another and keep encouraging one another. Let's get back to I think to a, good, a good principle to examine yourself is, sure, am I thinking in this way that, you know, I now the obligation has been lifted by my diocese uh, and uh, oh, it's easier to just watch it online due to COVID-19. Well, um, you know, it's just better to stay home, not mm. go to Mass at yeah. all, not make an effort. Yeah, so. But 
I have a barbecue coming up at six. I'm fine with that. I think really, and we're not pointing fingers at anybody. No, I, don't, I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know anybody yeah. and speaking to nobody, but really, Complain. that's where you can assess yourself. Yeah, what else did I do today? Mm. Am I am I being consistent? Am I treat because our Lord comes first. Definitely. Sorry to say that our Lord comes first. Definitely. If you're going to football, mm. but you skip mass with a different logic or different train of thought, yeah. a different standard for God than the football game yeah. uh, and going to um, your auntie's house for a barbecue yeah. and doing something else, then I think overall that uh, you're not looking at it consistently. No, we need to examine God our comes conscience. first. Yeah, we need to examine I would our rather skip everything else, go to mass physically yeah. and sure to protect mm. the community, offset it by not going to that barbecue yeah. where I'll be, you know, shaking hands with people. Yeah. I mean, at mass, you're just standing there really. See, you're but you're a person distance. of strong faith. You and I have, I like have to think that. So. Yeah, I'm aiming exactly. for that. So not everyone no, else is perfect. like that. We're not perfect. You yeah. and I, we're we're, we're yeah. aspiring. That's I mean, that's it. the journey of Christianity. We're we aspiring. have to aspire we're, to be We're saints. the church militant. Amen. We're here to fight uh, a spiritual battle. And I, yep. I know a lot of people don't like the word church militant because it it sounds. Uh, but we are the church militant. We are that's the church communion militant. of saints. Yeah. We're here to fight for our salvation, yeah. to grow in holiness, the to fight the spiritual battle. It's yeah. Really, it's like saying I need to fight a war, but oh no, due to COVID nineteen, I can't go and work out. You know, like, that really puts you back. You, you're yeah, really pushing you, your progress Unless you have, back. A, unless you have a really good reason yes. that you're sick or disabled or you've had a stroke. <laughs> but if you can, I don't want to yeah. wreck yeah, if my. There's no reason. I don't want to yeah. stud my 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 spiritual workout. You're right. For two three months in the you're name right. of. Uh, uh, you complacency. know, complacency. I know. Well, if you that. can't make it to mass uh, uh, for some health reason, that's absolutely mm. fine. But if you can, you're in good health, or maybe you can get a mass during the week. Mm. Sometimes, you know, my parish at six thirty a.m. We have morning mass. Yeah, do your um, best to get back into. The and six thirty a.m. You don't have that many, so you can spread out nicely yeah. if you're concerned for your health. Yeah. There's always something you can do. Yes. If there's always something we can do to get to that footy game. There's mm. always something we can do to get to. <laughs> Uber Eats. There's yeah. always something we can do for yeah. God. Yeah, find a way. There's always a way, a way to get to adoration, yeah. do something. That's right. There is no excuse yeah. in today's age. Yeah. I mean, we really, we didn't find an excuse not to socialize with our friends. You know what mm. I was doing? Sunday night, I allocated an hour and a half and me and my different groups of friends, we just Zoom each other and have dinner yeah. over the computer. Oh, we found clever. a way. We worked around it. <laughs> that's clever. <laughs> So that was my social time. It was actually relaxing. You didn't have to drive. That's Why clever. can't we do the same with our spiritual life? Yeah, work Why, on it. We weaved around at our parish. Yes, all right, keep our Lord at the glass and then mm. everyone can social distance outside. Yeah, yeah. Then they restricted us. Then we said, okay, everyone has to spread out more outside. All right, then they restricted us. Yeah. Then we, we found some other way within yeah. the restrictions. We're yeah. abiding but by the law. Just don't give up. Keep trying. We did something. Yes, keep trying. You know, it's it's that's the test of faith. And we're not yeah. saying we're being faithful. We're trying to be faithful yeah. because we want to have the graces of the sacraments in their authenticity. Yep. Physically there. We're about so the real So we have presence. to just keep encouraging one another, George. That's all. Absolutely. Just keep encouraging one another to do the right thing and uh, to pray daily, to try and, and get back into our sacramental life Bring and build it up. Bring people back. Yeah. Bring people back. Yeah. Call people up. You go on a mass. Yeah. I think it's something we should be doing over the next six months. That's a good idea. Call people up. I think people, because they have to go online and they have to book or they have to call the parish office, 
um, or go somewhere first come up. first serve which I found mm. a lot of my friends spoke to me I'm like and they said to me look Georgia we have to book here we have to book there and mm. I just said to them look come to my parish yeah some parishes first come, first you don't. and they just yeah. made the trip yeah same with our local parish we That's don't it. have to book there's a way. Yeah, but if There's I have to go to Our Lady, which I love to do as often as I can, I have to book. Harder. Every time I have to book. It is harder. There is a greater yeah. number of people there. But see, mm. we found a way. Yes, there's Just always like a way. Just like the footy game, the there's gym, always a way. Uber Eats, right. Zoom. We found a way for yeah. spiritual, which is actually the Thank most God. important thing. Yeah. So do the same. Bring people back to Mass. Yeah. Find that way to move around within the mm. restrictions, within yeah. the protecting the community and still getting back to Mass and getting your spiritual life back in track. Yes, please do. So thank you very much, Salah. And keep praying for one another. Absolutely. And thank for you. our priests. Yeah, absolutely, during this time. Yeah. Thank you so thanks much for, for coming me. here live. Um, uh, we'll definitely have you again on the Catholic Toolbox. Yeah, thanks Toolbox. for having me, George. It was great. Thank so you. So thank you for tuning in to the Catholic Toolbox. Happy feast day again. And happy feast day to <laughs> of St. Uh, Maroons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning in to the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa. Until next week, God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith, to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today live on The Voice of Charity.